And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, is the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a man who likes his sandwiches diagonal, his capybara barbecued, and his lipstick unsmudged. It's hashtag Al. He's a producer, human petri dish, and dealer in black market hugs. It's Chef Jeff. And she's a comedian and cosmic elevator. It's Jenna Kim Jones. Tone Zone is here to give a speech that's full of dog whistles because it's a speech for dogs and he wants them to come listen. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rose. Hello, my little Watergate salads. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular, uh, and once I tell you what's in it, I think you'll agree, kind of gross carbohydrate <clears throat> was sent in on Patreon. Patreon by Kathleen Brakefield. Now, what is a Watergate salad, you say? It is, it doesn't even have any lettuce in it. Uh, mm-hmm. It is pistachio, instant pudding, pineapple, mini marshmallows, and nuts. And now that I think about it, actually, it is something cheese, right? I would eat. What did you say, Jenna? Doesn't it have cottage cheese in it? Oh, are you familiar with this salad? Oh, oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, I've had it lots of times. And in fact, I think we had it on Easter this year with your parents. We definitely did. <laughs> oh, now I wow. feel bad that I besmirched it. No, no, I was coming it is... It is odd. It's an odd salad. I tasted it. I did not finish it. <laughs> I was coming around to say I think that actually I wouldn't mind it because it's sort of maybe a like cousin of ambrosia, which I'm okay with. Yeah. But I guess it started as a Watergate cake or something. <sighs> and it's – I read an article about it and it was weird because it's like you've heard of the uh, – well, now I'm forgetting all the examples, but like different dishes named after hotels. Well, the Watergate salad was not named after the famous Watergate. So I'm unclear where it even comes from. But <laughs> here's the thing. It was sent in by Kathleen Brakefield on Patreon. Patreon. I know I already did it, but I just wanted to do it again. All sorts of fun <laughs> stuff on Patreon. Daniel and I just recorded a bonus episode. You get weekly bonus episodes. You get Zoom parties. You get this video when it is on Zoom. And I am in the process of getting this uh, situation s- sorted out video-wise. So soon you will get videos of all the shows, but I'm just not Hell there yet. Yeah. But this one, yes. You will get this one. Uh, and there's a level where you can text me and I will text you back. And then as Daniel jokes, an even higher level where you can text, you can, um, where I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> so all sorts of fun stuff. I am overjoyed to say hello to today's guests, Jenna and Al. Hello. 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 Can I just say Watergate cake is a family favorite around this house. Wow. Yeah. Is that, is that the cake? That's name? the cake, oh. the pistachio cake. Oh, we just call it pistachio cake. We just call it pistachio wow. cake. But I it when I go look at the recipe, it does say Watergate cake. Wait, so how does it, what's in it? Like what's different between, from, uh, I've lost the ability to speak, which is wonderful when I'm hosting a show, but uh, talk me <laughs> through the Watergate cake to Watergate salad. So, 
The only <laughs> thing that they have similar is the pistachio. So Watergate oh. salad has like extra things like fruit and walnuts. And you can put those things in Watergate cake, but we don't. But we do. It's it's the easiest recipe. It's a white cake mix with pistachio pudding, Sprite instead mm-hmm. of water. Whoa. Wait, Eggs, what? oil, <laughs> cook it up or mix it up, add some... We like to do semi-sweet chocolate chips, Mm. put it in the oven, and then the frosting is just pistachio pudding and Cool Whip and milk whipped together, slap it on top. Kids love it. And you put some pistachios on it. We'll bring it It with the cheese platter we owe you. Yes. You promised (laughs) to bring it in. in, I want... want Hot from the RV, cheese, and a pistachio cake. Please. Done. Done. Chef Jeff, hello. Welcome. It's so nice to see you. Podcast boner. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I know you have some stuff to talk about, so we're going to get into that. Daniel Quantz, hello. What's up? <laughs> Daniel was wearing mirrored sunglasses. This started because he went to the eye doctor today. I don't mean to cool as fuck. I don't mean to undermine your cool guy image, but he went to the eye doctor today, and his eyes were dilated, and they put like little plugs in his tear ducts or something. Um, it's cooler than that, eye doctor professor bitch. <laughs> yeah, you did see an eye doctor bitch today, even though you liked her. Oh yeah. Are you How talking in a lower you? register to match your mirrored sunglasses? Listen, what is happening? I, everything you said is just about the coolest shit anybody who's listening has ever heard. <laughs> so I got nothing to add. I got cool. I, I got prescribed. Uh, get ready, pr- progressive lenses. <laughs> so fucking a, nice. you know what I'm saying? How are your eyes feeling? Fucking a. Fucking a. Uh, they're finally not super dilated, but still a little bit dilated. Uh, I looked like, uh, my eyes looked like, uh, like I was Donald Trump. <laughs> and <laughs> how, how are you doing now with these little pluggy things mm. in your ducks, which is gross mm. when I think about it. Has anybody had this done? The I don't, I've never even You don't cry anymore? What is it? I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, Jenna. You shouldn't speak when you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you should listen. Oh my you god! Listen first. Who are you? <laughs> okay, Godfather, got it. <laughs> no, I once I haven't so heard I Daniel thought... sound this stone since Bumbershoot. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I didn't know this either, Jenna. The your tear ducts are actually a drain. I didn't not, know this that's either. Not where the t- that is not where the tears come out. That's where they drain. Oh, so heavens. that was plugged okay. so that when the tears come out, they stay, uh, you know, they stay in the business. Um, in your eyes? <laughs> the business of his eyeballs. That's what I call my eyes. Look, <laughs> 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 tears don't come out of my the eyes. money makers. Because I'm a dude. Yeah. Well, it, it, Allison said, are you going to cry now? I said, fuck that shit. It's for <laughs> Especially girls. not now. Yeah. It's for girls and babies. I'm not going to cry. Uh, no, but now I can't not, I can't uncry. You know what I mean? Like sometimes mm. you cry and it just flushes. No one knows you're crying. Now it'll just, it'll be like, it'd be like a cartoon where the tears start to pile up on your lids and then Aww. like fall out. I can't or wait like for one you of those to cry. Car- 
Like imagine a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Imagine a Mickey Mouse cartoon where the sink is, where the bathtub, like Goofy, forgot to turn the faucet off. (laughs) It'll be my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Anyway, it fucking hurt. She said it wasn't going to hurt. Oof. Uh, But I think she thought that the numbing drops hadn't worn off yet. (gasps) uh, That I'd gotten earlier, but they had. I guess what, what do they what do they use to plug them? Is it like a little like a baby bathtub like the plug, tiniest. or is it just like a piece of wax? So there's like a little plug with a tiny little chain. <laughs> and the chain, is like no. Oh, it's so uh, cute. It's like a it's like a very small. I don't know what it's made out of. Is uh, it, I think it's silicone. Probably silicone. It's like a it, it's basically like a small tube. I think like oh. or a small <laughs> rod <laughs> and. She had like these little tweezers, and it felt like someone was sticking a uh, a, 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 a plug up your eyeball. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It felt like someone was plugging Ugh. my tear duct. And then, oh, did you no. have the sensation that you wanted to get it out, or that you wanted Not to kill yourself? Immediately, no, <laughs> no. But uh, hours later, um, I like I just. I have a habit of, you know, because you get like yeah. crust in the middle of, of your eyes. Your eyes. You got to like get that out, except Ugh. that's right where it is. Ugh. So I'm like putting pressure on it and it's like, Ugh! and it then it feels like I have a splinter in my tear duct. Oh, oh fun. gross. And, and they did this on purpose? Yeah. She offered to waterboard like me and I chose want. this. Instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so desperate though. My eyes get so dry and... Uh, I told her I was like, well, you know, it feels like in the morning sometimes if I'm I'm woken up at this really particular window, you know, this two hour window, it feels like someone has just taken sandpaper on my eye. It hurts, and she's like, yeah, that's because your eyelid is sticking to your eye, and when you when it opens, it's ripping off ah, a layer of skin. This is a bo- This is not a, a body horror podcast. It's like ripping it off. Yeah, I was weird. Dr. Cronenberg was my doctor. Should I not have? <laughs> okay, Daniel, I'm glad your eyes are feeling better, although now yeah. everyone here feels worse. I need to say hello to Tony Thaxton. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. I, think I have things to say about this eye situation because uh, I can identify. I was waiting to be introduced, though, before I spoke. Thank you. She's I so appreciate the, your civility. Um, it's like I a podcast vampire. He can't enter your home until you invite him <laughs> until in. Until you've invited, yes. yeah. <laughs> Real fast. What is up with that rule? Is that like who invented the rule that vampires can't enter unless they're invited in? Because my it's exposure victim to victim blame a- culture. What do you say? It's like it's victim blaming culture, honey. It's just like, hey, grand, you invited, invited him, in? him in. I guess so. You invited him in. It's your own fault. But really, I, I encountered it on that show, True Blood, but I'd never heard of it before that. But it seems like I everyone know. knows. Seems like a contrivance this. for writers, but sorry, Tony, go ahead. Yes. All oh, right, no, Tony, You're, you are, you've been invited in. Uh, well, what I wanted to say was I did know this about the tear ducts because this, my right eye, I have a blocked tear duct in this eye. So this so eye lucky. waters a lot. And it has been that way for a very long time. And when I was in first grade, 
I had a, I had surgery on this eye and had a tube put in this eye to try and fix it. It actually ended up not working. Uh, and in my first grade photo, my school picture, I literally, it was, the tube literally came out of my eye and went up my nose. Oh my God. It's tiny. It looks, it's just, it was basically like a piece. It looked like a piece of string. Like it's not big at all, but I literally had a, a big white piece of tape on my nose to help hold it down in my in my first grade picture. So. Oh, or a little no. Tony. Was that yeah. traumatic for you to have surgery when you were in first grade? Um, it a little bit, but also I had a lot of problems as a kid. Uh, I was in the hospital a lot. Actually, I had I didn't like know. Uh, yeah, I had uh, just lots of like asthma and allergy issues, but then also um, ear and eye problems too, like tubes in my ears and my eyes, and yeah. So I had I had. Uh, I wasn't um, unfamiliar with the hospital as a kid. Wow. Yeah. That must have been hard on your folks. Yeah, This is about me right now. <laughs> that is a very parent <laughs> thing to say, Daniel. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I know I always think of things now as like, oh my God, if that happened to Elliot or Owen. Mm-hmm. Ugh, always. Uh, I know. Yeah. So you're kind of half Daniel, Tony. Seeing yeah, that you have one... Bit plugged duct um yeah, speaking like of a, it, oh yeah sorry all i was just gonna say is well, yeah, wait so why was 40 it? years later it's still it's still messed up i tried to check in uh years ago i went to an eye doctor again to see if anything could be done about it and uh apparently there's just something extra weird going on with my right eye to the point that this eye doctor actually wanted to she asked if she, if she if i minded if she took photos so that she could show them to because it was like such a like <gasps> oh, weird so scenario. unique. No. Wow, yeah, not a good sign. Yeah. Not a good sign. Yeah. No, <laughs> you never you want the doctor more to... with that help. <laughs> <laughs> you never want the doctor to be like, "Hey, come in here." Yeah. Oh, can exactly. you get the students? Yeah. Can you get the students <laughs> in here? Wow, I thought yeah. this was only in the textbooks. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it sucks, but at the end of the day. It could be much worse. It just means I have a watery eye all the time. I never, I, I've never noticed. But now it's I totally will. It's much worse the cold, the cold it, weather makes it happen a lot worse. Mm. Mm. So, so is it weird for you to hear about someone who wants that? Like, <laughs> after I just, having tried I to get rid of it? I just excited because I feel like I've never uh, been involved in a tear duct conversation that I didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> We give the people what they want, you know? Um, (laughs) So speaking of children, Jenna, you are three and a half weeks away from having... Well, by the time this comes out, less. I'm like two and a half weeks away by the time y'all are listening. Wow. So you were induced with your first two, right? Yes. I was induced with Sam after 10 days of being overcooked. Uh I was induced with Dylan on my due date because I begged... (laughs) <laughs> and then this one, unless it comes early, which I've had some action, there have been contractions. I'm a little bit dilated. Ooh. Um, so stuff is happening. But because I have no hope that I will actually go into labor, I'll probably get induced right around my due date. That's exciting, though, that your body's I, starting to, to get ready. Are you guys all ready? This is a terrible question. This is like asking someone who graduated, like, oh, so what are you going to do now? But anyway, are you all ready? <laughs> We we finally bought a car seat 
And because we threw away our other one, it was so disgusting. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> this kid gets a brand new one. And uh, we got a bassinet mm-hmm. and yeah. we got. I put the crib together. He finally. put the crib nice. together, and then yeah. I have a few onesies. We're we're ready. <laughs> sure. I think that's like you know, you get to like the third, and you're like, they'll be fine. Kids yeah. are resilient. <laughs> <don't have> <laughs> I th- I finally bought some bottles too, but the thing is, I bought these things, but I haven't unpackaged them or washed them or done all the things you're supposed to do. So you know, whatevs. We'll It'll get there. work out. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. Do you have a changing table set up? Yes, we kept the one from Dylan. So we have that one still. Nothing matches this child. <laughs> like nothing is cute. Someone asked me uh the other day cuz they wanted they said, "Oh, I want to I want to get you a little something. What's your theme and colors for this baby?" <laughs> oh boy. And I was like uh <laughs> survive <laughs> and What color uh, is hand me down? <laughs> hand me down like, a color. We have just theme and colors. Com- yeah, apparently that's a thing people do now. Like we just like uh, pirates and <laughs> yes. just make it up. Orange, hot, hot wait, orange. Did you, did and you what ha- are your patterns and textures? <laughs> your oh yeah, no. you didn't have a theme with uh, Sam or Dylan, did you? No, no. <laughs> no. We are. What does that I'm even like mean? the least. It's like literally like um, I had a friend who did like safari. And, you know, light green and... Khaki. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then I know someone who had uh, triplets and each kid was a different animal. Oh, boy. And then based off of that, they each had a color. I don't like it. This is like when when we were planning our wedding, I was asked what my favorite flower is. And I was like, was I supposed to have one? Because I don't. (laughs) This is this times a thousand. Yes. so then if you choose a theme like uh, aliens <laughs> and and then the kid has to like dress as an alien all the time or yes. have alien related clothes. Yeah. How yeah. long does it last? I don't that know. Seems like a, when a they turn 18, order. they can choose their own theme. <laughs> That's right. At a certain age. Yes. No, I don't know. It was such a weird question that I I was baffled. Like it was one of those weird moments where I'm like, does not compute. Are we speaking the same language? And I didn't have a good answer. And then I probably offended her because I was like, I don't. Uh, Wait, what? what? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Exactly. So something occurred to me. We have these new drops from Betsy Sodaro, which you uh, just heard. And they're my new favorite drops. But there's something familiar about her voice and i was thinking earlier oh my god does she have a voice that's actually similar to greg heller's voice and i think we need to have a drop comparison or a drop off the california raisins are so cool you don't want to google how to wash a baby's dong (laughs) oh shit really that's so nice (laughs) wait what That's cool, bro. That's the way shit goes down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Boner sandwich. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all I got. They so. are. Just do just do one of those again. Hell Check yeah. Check the turt. 
They are really similar. They are similar. Definitely. I like men who look young and are hairless and nubile. Just nubile is the best word. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get the two of them. I wonder if he knows that his voice is some... I'm sure he knows who she is. We got to get them. Did Betsy grow up in California? Is she a California girl? She is from Colorado, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, that That sounds right. That's the uh, California of the Midwest. That's what everyone says. I'm hypnagogic. California of the Midwest. I mean, <laughs> kind of it is. kind of is. Yeah, that kind of is. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. See? Um, Not everything's a joke, you guys. So I have a question. Look, I have a lot of stuff written. I have a lot of stuff I want to get to. There's no way we're going to get to all of it. But I do have a question for everyone here. Um, yes. Do you guys have a budget? Hell like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Daniel that's, and that's I, Al. <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh, Al perk up? He's he. The light yeah. is back in his Ooh. eyes. <laughs> Budget. Hello. We. Uh, so Elliot just started preschool, and it is very early in the morning, and uh, it's as if I suddenly. Well, I I do suddenly have to go somewhere early in the morning. I have to go to his school. But it's as if I have started school again or something. It's like I'm very stressed about getting up in time. And he only needs to bring three things to school. He needs to bring a snack. He needs to bring water. (laughs) And he needs to bring extra masks. But I am You feel like you're back in school. I'm afraid that I'm going to forget one of these things. But anyway, that's a separate point. The point is Elliot has started preschool. Cut that check this morning. Um, Owen will be starting. So it's like we're looking. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep in mind, okay, so they, we've got their preschool tuition and then the other things. And then, you know, let's just. And Daniel and I were saying, I think Daniel was saying it more, but I was agreeing, like, we should just make a budget. So we, it's like written down. So we know here's our expenses every month. And so we can kind of forecast and figure out stuff. And if Al was nodding any more violently, his head he would get whiplash um, he would it's kind of surprising that we don't have that we haven't done this we did we, just, we, we did, did we? at one point we just um it's been a while the way we operate is like whenever there's a major shift and this has only happened once okay all right <laughs> but it's gonna we're gonna do it again so now it's a pattern so it's what we do uh the when there's a major sh- when there's being- a major shift like we're going to be incurring some new expenses or whatever uh, I create a budget just so we know we're within the budget, Wait. just so we have a sense of it. We're not like rigidly like. When was the last know, shift? When you shift. got laid off? Uh, I think when we bought the house. Oh, okay. speak it, dog. Daniel is so not we currently laid off, but he did get laid off some years ago, and that created some panic for me. But he was real cool about it, like like the cool guy he is, and then he just like quickly. Got a job and it was all fine. And I thought I really cool didn't as to fuck to worry like was, that. That was a that was a lucky uh, scenario for me. Yeah, it was okay. So, Al and Jenna, yes, talk, tell me about your budget. I can do the numbers. <laughs> um, here's what do you the think scenario. About budgets, Jenna? budgets come up regularly in our house. Al has to. Uh, Basically, catch me in a good mood, tie me down, uh, uh, tape my eyes open, <laughs> and then talk me through the budget. It's a lot of me like walking in, shuffling papers, and going like, since, since I have you, uh, if you, if you uh, anyway, I know we talked about that food thing, but anyway, while I've got your attention, could we look really quick at line item four? 
It's very much. And I, you know what? Every time we do it, in the end, I appreciate it because it does give me knowledge and I understand how much money we're spending and why we're spending it and all that. And I do appreciate it. But I have to say that my initial reaction to having to go through the budget is always very stabby. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. So, yes, we have a budget, but I don't think it's like, we're not, um, we I, we have a general sense. Mm-hmm. It's not like a very yeah. thorough, you know, I mean, not- for him it is, but for me it's like, <laughs> I've seen it, I have a general sense of it. I'll have you know, it is thorough. <laughs> it is a beautiful one-page spreadsheet, broken down by month and line item. <clears throat> I don't budget... Uh, like grocery, I just say like, we want to stay under about this amount. Mm. So I don't go like every week, $80 you no. know, or like whatever. No, no, no. So I don't get down to that detail, but I, I actually went back for a full year of expenses and said like, oh, this is what we spend on like mosquito service, bug service. Um, the annual thing hits in March and I like broke down all the random every expenses. Expense, yeah. What are we saving? Um, so yeah, I have it all down on the spreadsheet. It's a really, it's a beautiful thing. It really is beautiful. <laughs> and I should appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then when you spend money, are you like tracking it in QuickBooks no. or something like that? No. I, no, we do not. No. Yeah, we don't track it. Um, I, I pay all the bills. I mean, yeah. we have a joint, like we do everything together, but I'm the one who like worries about it and pays it. <laughs> um, you're the me. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah, you're exactly. way more organized than I am. It- Except Al's budget sounds a lot like what I created, so not okay. entirely like you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know that you want it to be too. Uh, I don't like regimented. it to be yeah very rigid and regimented. yeah. I, I like having the flexibility and spending like splurging. Sure, um, but I, what I mine is more of a I don't want to get out over my skis. Right. So a lot of our budget is just going like oh we have this much extra each month. We're good, like, within reason. This is Right, fine. right, right. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think... And how much do you budget for skis? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to uh, spreadsheet while I ski. We have extra long skis, so you can't go over <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we need to do, basically. Just look at, like, what are we bringing in? How much do we know every month is going out? And then, you know... It's really just, I know. Know, like, knowing that we can afford what we're... Preschool. Yes. To, Preschool. Yeah, pre- Preschool's expensive. Okay. It is we, uh, we know the checks. Yes. It is shocking <laughs> how expensive it is. I I went to a private school from kindergarten through eighth, and I think it was like maybe five thousand a year. And I remember thinking, Wow, that's so expensive. And it's like if preschool was five thousand a year, that would be so much more affordable than it is. I mean, thankfully, <laughs> Uh, and this is sort of by design. Burbank has really good s- public schools, so they do. it's you only do, yeah. So we won't be sending them to private school after preschool. Yes. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, we're on our last year of the private school this mm-hmm. year, and we're like, oh yeah, public school. It's coming <laughs> up next year. <laughs> yeah, Kaching, uh, Tony, and Jeff. You're both fairly organized people, I'd say. Pretty organized. Very organized. What's your budgety situation? Tony, I'll invite you into the podcast house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, oh, I, I don't 
have much of a uh i i probably should have a budget or no i definitely should but uh i'm i i'm pretty freewheeling with it admittedly and uh could definitely stand to be better about it uh but you know it's just me here it's just me and bentley and uh you know so nobody nobody to answer. he's not gonna call me out for spending too much money so <laughs> back when you were all wifed up did you guys do it like a budget um, together a little bit kind of sort of but not really um i'll admit that i yeah i definitely should be better about it than i am it's not fun it's not fun to be better about these things no um and yeah i vehemently disagrees (laughs) what's what's not fun about knowing what's going on he loves it (laughs) it's it's it's, you know the numbers match and like they have to add up it's kind of fun (laughs) i mean i I agree with that (laughs) yeah jeff what's your stance on this I I think it's good to know. I think it's I enjoy a beautifully built spreadsheet. I think it's a it's a, a thing of art and a thing of beauty and a thing of craft and a thing of science and a thing of math. Mm-hmm. But I don't Preach. I don't keep a budget per se anymore. I keep track of all the money that I spend so I can look at it and sort of analyze my spending in the past so that if I want to spend money, I can say, well, how much did I spend on travel last year? And then if I want to travel this year, how does that compare to that? But I don't, I don't have any kind of kooky, extravagant expenses. Everything's pretty fixed. And I just, I just know I I pretty much, but I definitely live well below my means. So it's just, it's never really an issue for me to, to have to budget. Right. Does, in terms of looking forward. Does anybody get the year-end credit card statement? Oh, yeah. To say, like, I, I pop that baby open. I love looking through that. That, yeah. that one I enjoy. That's Jenna, kind of my so big retrospective budget. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> but the credit card statements, this is the, I agree with everything that Jeff and, and Al, what you were saying, because I, I do that stuff for a living, so I'm, like, uh, into that as well. But the problem with credit card statements or bank statements for me is that so often you don't know what the fuck the charge is like right. the charges <laughs> or the category so is wildly inaccurate yeah yeah or some code it's like oh it's this z x one two three like it's like what is this what yeah. you guys and been that, buying mm. that really frustrates me and that's why i don't like doing it yeah mm. I get that because it's I just think- like there's a lot of manual effort having to go through it and clean up every line item and yeah yeah I think I will say part of the reason that I don't like facing it is that I don't want to stress about it. <laughs> it's very selfish because it's like I don't want to go like, ooh, ooh uh, this feels uncomfortable or, oh, maybe I spent too much or, ooh, that's like, are we saving enough? And I don't I want to avoid that. Yes. Feeling. Not that, that we way. have that, but I don't want it. Like right. even if it might happen, I'm like, ooh, I don't want I don't even want to know if I might have to have that feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that way about like expenses that I have no choice about. You know, yeah. if it's something car related or you know like school or something. To yeah, so obviously we have some choices within you know a certain range. But like when when it's like you've got to spend the money because this thing just came up and it is what it is. I it's like I those are the expenses where I'm just like uh just just hit yes. me with it and let me deal with it later because that uh. that's not in my control. But if it's like Oh, do you want to buy a new pair of shoes or something, you know, or computer or something? Then 
I don't mind knowing knowing more about Daniel got upsold expensive face serum from his dermatologist and he bought it and I asked how much it was and he said I didn't ask (gasps) because along with the shampoo if you have to ask you can't afford it (laughs) yeah that's right he couldn't listen you think this you think this is natural this is like so much you don't don't get that for free no no Speaking of beautiful skin, I don't know if you guys can tell how beautiful my skin looks right now. Um, I have. That's right. I've been using tretinoin, which is uh, the generic retin A, and a bleaching cream to fade my sunspots. And really, uh, my skin is looking smoother and less dark spotty than ever ever before uh, put that skin in my mouth (laughs) i saw someone uh who told me that like i look younger than i've ever looked before now Mm. i don't know if she was just flattering me but it worked uh and i think it's because i've i i've been using apostrophe apostrophe is prescription skincare that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne so acne is like their main thing um uh, they connect you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that's perfectly tailored to your unique skin. So Apostrophe treats acne, but they can also help you hit other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. That's where I come in, um, or that's where I came in with them. But yeah, it's 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 great. You just uh, fill out a quiz. You take three pictures, one, two profile shots, and then a full-on. Um, you send it, and then you get a little email saying... Like the, uh, this particular doctor has looked over your stuff and has a treatment plan for you. And then you choose, you know, you can kind of go back and forth. I started with a lower concentration Retin-A. And then um, the last time that I had an online consultation, I asked if I could go to a higher concentration. She wrote my prescription for it. And I had a question and she answered it. And it's been really great um, and so convenient. So we have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend. The code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit. Then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash best friend and use that code best friend to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to tell you about Figs, super comfortable, super stylish scrubs. Uh, They also make other stuff in addition to scrubs. They make hoodies and they make lab coats and socks and all sorts of stuff, Um, but primarily stuff for medical professionals. But again, Daniel has one of their hoodies. It has a ton of pockets. It is super comfortable. Um, Figs are ridiculously soft and engineered with athletic apparel functionality, innovative, comfortable, and supremely functional. Every set is made with technical comfort to blend design, comfort, and performance. So Figs makes modern scrubs with a focus on design, uh, function, and comfort. Their proprietary Fion X fabric is really soft with four-way stretch, moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and silvater antimicrobial technology that inhibits odor producing microbes and increases durability i still feel like maybe i messed up in not ordering a lab coat with my name on it how cool would that be i could still go back and do it 
I think I will. If you're one of the awesome humans who works in healthcare, Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15% off your first order. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone who is with the best scrubs in the world. Figs will give you 15% off too. Use code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. Head to wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter my code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. That's wearfigs.com, BESTFRIEND15. 15 at checkout get ready to love your scrubs okay so much to talk about uh i do just quickly want to update everyone because on the most recent thursday show with ricky lindholm and jordan morris i said something that i've said before which is i don't believe umami is a real thing (gasps) and ricky because like we've we've been fine with four tastes. I remember in science class, we like tested our, you know, mapped our tongue. We put like, um, you know, lemon and coffee and all that. We, so we've been fine with the four tastes. Is that the right word? Four tastes? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. We'll be fine. We don't need a fifth one. And it just sounds <laughs> like BS. So, um... Ricky was like, no, scientists have found the taste buds that are the receptors for umami. And for some reason, it just happened to hit me in a way where I was open to it. Most days I wasn't, but on this day I was. And then a listener wrote in and said, scientists have isolated umami. You know, that accent seasoning in the store, that is umami. So I Bought, and I remember Accent. I remember the commercials from 100 years ago. It would be food that was black and white, and then they would sprinkle Accent on it, and it would turn to color. Uh, and so we bought it's a little... MSG. Yeah, it's monosodium glutamate. And by the way, there were all these stories about how monosodium glutamate gives you a headache, but then those were disproven. But it really fell out of favor. Did you just light a, a fake cigarette? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Daniel, you're so cool. So anyway, what? we bought cool Accent. as fuck. We bought Accent, <laughs> and Daniel and I both tasted it last night. If this was in person, we could have done a, a really weird snack chat. But um, it does have, I just assumed it had like no flavor and somehow reacted with the food to give it flavor. But it does have like a, a specific flavor. It's like what Phil Rosenthal said on my show. It's, sav- it's something that's savory without being salty. So I guess I, I'm now an umami believer. I couldn't just... even figure out what it tasted like, though. It didn't even f- seem like it had a taste. Vaguely salty, but not salty, right? Okay, did well, you that yeah, pour like it ex- on anything, or did you just like pour it right on your tongue? I licked my finger and then dipped it in. But then okay. I did, uh, I had a delicious treat of cabbage, and I did, just like Snuffleupagus, and I did put, a, I sprinkled a little bit on the cabbage. And, um, Snapchats. and then I read that half a teaspoon is supposed to season four to six servings of something. And I thought, I just put on way too much. <laughs> oh, did no. you taste a difference on your food? Not really. Well, you were only eating cabbage, though. Yeah. So how, I mean, really, where can I it mean, go? Right. And also, but, do you even want to bring out the flavor in your cabbage? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'd almost want to dial it down. So anyway, I just want everyone to know that I now believe in umami. It's taken me years and years, but I'm finally here. 
Okay. Jeff. <laughs> yes. You recently enjoyed a, a legal and judicial success. Do tell. I did. I believe I've spoken about this on the show a little bit previously, but some years ago, we were talking about before the show started, uh, I had the engine rebuilt on my beloved Subaru Outback wagon, and the guys totally screwed it up. They were total dingbats from the start, but then they screwed it up, and we were doing the math on it, and I think this has been going on since I was producer of this show. So, Jesus. This ordeal started in September of 2018, and I just got a judgment on it a few weeks ago, and I still haven't collected the money. That's going to take God knows how long. But this, so we're we're coming up on a three year ordeal of like me trying to get an engine rebuilt, and just wild aggravation all the way. And uh, so these guys, I had them rebuild the engine, and they said it would take seven to ten days, and it wound up taking them seven weeks to get it done. And uh, as soon as I got it back, it started smoking out from under the hood and out the tailpipe. And there's supposed to be a three-year warranty with it. And every time I took it back to them, they were just like, dog ate my homework. We didn't find anything. We think it's fine. Have it back. After they kept it for three weeks. So after like five laps of this, I just said, you know, screw these guys. They're not going to honor the warranty. And I just, I'm going to sue them. But then I got laid off from my job. So I was looking for a job. So I punted a little bit for that. And then COVID started. So I couldn't deal with it during COVID. But then the car blew up <laughs> during Sorry. my first drive in like super lockdown quarantine. Like, oh, you no. know, remember when it was like, don't, nobody goes anywhere. Nobody does anything. Yeah. I was totally in lockdown. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going a little goofy. I'm just going to take the car. I'm going to do a little lap around the freeway, get a little, you know, get a little fresh air and whatever. And it blew up on the freeway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm standing on the the side of the five with not a lot of traffic because nobody was driving. But, like, you know, with steam coming out from under the hood. And uh, I was just standing there going, like, well, at least I'm outside. This is is something. This is a plus. But, you know, it was a stressful time. You You don't feel like dealing with a broken down car, much less suing somebody. Anyway. Wait, when it broke down, though, how did you, what did you do? It it overheated and shut down and a lot of other things. But um, I just waited until it cooled off and I had some antifreeze in the trunk. And so I waited until it cooled down a bit and then I put antifreeze in it. Although there was oil caked up in the, in the coolant reservoir and the radiator, which is not supposed Oof. to be there for people that aren't car buffs. There's not supposed to be oil in your radiator. Um, oh my god! So I just poured everything that I could in there to try and get it liquefied so that I could cool down the engine. So I actually got it restarted and like limped it home. Mm. Oh my god! Um, but then it wouldn't start after that. How stressful! Yeah, it was the worst. But but the weird thing was like Daniel with the crazy budget items. It was like there's nothing I can do about this. Just. You know, it's it's like you can't even get stressed out about it because it's like, it's just you're screwed. What are you going to do? That is how he felt about the serum. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, every year you got to figure you're going to be hit with unexpected uh, (laughs) product product, (laughs) uh, purchases. I already told them about your $80 shampoo. Listen, we know about the shampoo. Exactly. Products happen. 
What are you going to do? This guy. This guy. Part- I mean. And when you right? get those results, I'm making a circle around Daniel on my Zoom screen. It's like, right. this is not a cost. This is like this is like a truck. You know, it makes you money. <laughs> Listen. This is the money maker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So go ahead, Jeff. So. So anyway, yeah. I wound up I wound up having to sue them, uh, and there's a whole process with that. Like you can't just sue somebody; you have to do all this. Like, like they can be total dicks, but you, as the suer, as the plaintiff, it's a legal expression. You have to do everything that. perfectly right. Like you have to get all the paperwork, per- and like they could just be total dicks every step of the way. But like you, as the plaintiff, like if you don't dot the i and cross the t on the right form and give it to the right person, it's like boom, you're you're. You're fired, rejected, start over again. So it's like you have to do everything right and they can just get away with doing everything wrong. So anyway, sued them. The trial date was during the height of COVID. Mm. So I was not, uh, what you call it, vaccinated by then. So I was like, I'm not getting COVID over this crap. It's bad enough as it is. So I just did it over Zoom. And the Zoom connection was horrible. Like, I couldn't hear anything the judge was saying. I couldn't hear anything that the defendants were saying. They could barely hear me. And I was just like, I I so prepared my case, though. I was like, I I watched, you know, every episode of Perry Mason (laughs) in preparation. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm I'm just going to present my case. I don't care if they can hear me. I don't care if I can hear them. This is a rock solid case, whatever. So I just power through it. I was like, I need this to be over. And uh, I won. Woo! Yeah. Oh, but wait. Thank you. But then they can appeal for no reason. Like, they, oh. they you don't even have to have grounds. You just say, I want to appeal. And then the court says, okay, let's, let's do the whole thing over again. So they appealed the case. So I had to do the whole thing over again. God. On Prepare again? the evidence, submit it to the court, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like a brand new trial. Like, just because they said, like, hey, let's, let's have a do-over. Like, I can't say let's have a do-over, but they can say let's have a do-over. So they say let's have a do-over. So do this they, is where the Do fu- they really not have to... They don't have to s- submit any sort of grounds for appeal? They just ask for one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't have to be based on anything. I mean, right. this, is, this is a small claims court, so it's probably more fudgy than yeah. real court. They're um, like, we're taking this all the way to the Supreme Court, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This. So, so this is the fun part of the story was... Uh, I had appeared remotely for all the other stuff, but I was vaccinated by this time, uh, by the time the appeal case came up. Um, and so I was like, I'm going in, I'm showing up in person. I'm going to crush this thing. Right. So I go to the courthouse and every time I had been at this mechanics place, I was dressed like a scumbag because I'm what's the word for it? A scumbag. (laughs) And I also, I always, I was dressed like a car dude when I was there, you know, to like, let them know, like, I'm not some chump. I know about cars. Like, you're not going to snow me. So it's just basically looking like a scumbag. So it's court. So I figure you wear a suit to court. uh, Number one. Number two, it's COVID. It's like, I'm putting on top hat and tails to change the litter box. Because like any excuse to dress up, I'm all for it. You know, it's like I've spent 18 months in, in my jammies. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I wound up wearing a suit to court. And also I have a lawyer friend that told me if you wear a suit to court or filing papers, they treat you really nice because they think you're a lawyer and everybody else they'll treat like shit. Like even the clerks, when you're turning in paper, if you're there in a suit, they're super nice, anything short of that. And they're just total dicks to you. 
So I wore a suit. Um, so I show up and also I'm wearing a mask because it's still COVID. And so I'm waiting in the hallway outside the, uh, the courtroom. And because I was dressed in a suit and because I was wearing a mask, they showed up and they didn't recognize me. <laughs> so the defendants are sitting there, literally two people away from me, talking about me <gasps> and discussing their strategy. Oh, wow. Because they thought I was a lawyer. And I even had like a little computer bag. And it was like, I literally looked like every other lawyer in the place. And like, the only people wearing suits were the lawyers. Like, you wouldn't believe what people were wearing to court. I mean, people were just dressed like they were going to wash their car. I mean, it was unbelievable. And uh, a woman that was with the defendant in my case, she was like their accountant or something. She was wearing these fuzzy boots that looked like something out of Star Wars. Like, she looked like an Ewok. And then like, it, it was just crazy. But anyway. So they're standing there discussing their case and talking about me openly right in front of me, like like an arm's length away from me. Wow. Yeah. And I was really nervous. But then once they started doing that, I was like, oh, I'm going to win. <laughs> and uh, and so we went to check in for the case. And our case was last because it was an appeal case. And so they said, you know, Jeffrey Fox versus company that I'll name later. And so I let them walk up first. And then I walked up behind them and they said, oh, which part are you? And they said, we're fill in the blank engine company. And they said, where's Jeffrey Fox? And they said, oh, he's not here. He's going to he's going to appear remotely. I don't know why they would say that. But uh -huh. uh, and then the clerk turns to me and I'm literally standing next to the mechanic. And he says, who are you? Are you the lawyer for Jeffrey Fox? And I just looked at him. I said, I am Jeffrey Fox. And the mechanic just turned to me like, what? Oh, no. uh -oh. Busted. Yeah, it was really fun. So we went through the court case, and the judge was just so annoyed by them that yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the judge practically told them to get out of his courtroom. I would um, imagine that if you don't have a strong reason for an appeal, that it's really going to piss off a judge for wasting totally. time. Totally. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I took away from this was like you know everything's supposed to be kind of like official, lawyerly by the book, but it's like. If you piss off a judge, you're screwed. You know, it's like they're humans Don't too, and they deal with so. There were so much shenanigans that I witnessed, like just you know waiting for my case to come up. That like, it. it this is my advice, advice to you. I'm not a lawyer. If you have to deal with a judge, just like. Just don't be a dick. Like you are. You you mm -hmm. give yourself such a leg up. Like people are such like maniacs, and like just be cool. And uh, so, yeah, they had no grounds. They were completely unprepared. Like the judge actually said to them during the trial, like they were like, well, we don't blah, blah, blah. The judge said, like, you've had like 18 months to prepare for this. Don't you think you should have been prepared for this? Oh, how fun. Wow. So yeah. good. So wow. satisfying. Yeah. So like I didn't even, you know, the judge asked me stuff and then he asked them stuff. And usually he comes back to me and says, do you have anything else to say? And it was like, I didn't even say anything else. Cause I was like, I'm not going to gild the Lily. <laughs> the judge is clearly trying to get out the door to go to lunch. Like mm -hmm. th this isn't going to help. But anyway, so then I got the judgment that I won. Um, so that was pretty satisfying. Um, but now I'm in the process of collecting, which is just a, a n whole nother burden. Like it's Impossible. as yeah. much work as I know. filing the suit. How it's, do you do it's really it? Crazy. Oh, it's, it's the same process over again. You, you basically like you've got the judgment. Mm -hmm. The court says this person is bad. They have they screwed up. They have to pay you X thousand dollars. And 
and if they don't want to pay it's like tough crap like it's it's your problem the ju- the court will not enforce the judgment so you have to like go to the courthouse file more papers which cost money and time and then of course you have to have everything filled out properly and then you take them to the sheriff and you have to pay the sheriff to deliver them to the person and then it it's just this whole process and just the burden of like time and expense is completely on the plaintiff. It's, it's just a total joke. This sounds like a real nightmare, but congratulations. Jenna, Thank do you, you have experience with this? <sighs> Not with a uh, small claims court, but I went to court a few times with my brother when he went through some stuff and it is incredible what you see and learn. And uh, it's so eye opening. but I agree with the, the judge thing. Like if you mess with the judge, they get annoyed because it's like they can see through so much too. Yeah. like when people are faking or lying or, <clears throat> you know, they've just seen it all. And so I've seen judges just be so frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They've, they've heard everything and it's like everything. You're not fooling them. You know, like if, if you're in there and you're like, I'm going to snow job this guy, you know, and the person that you're in there against has their paperwork prepared. You're dead. Yeah. You're done. Exactly. Yeah. Jeff, when you heard them talking about you in front of you, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? <laughs> oh, it made me feel very confident. I mean, it was it was wildly amusing. Like I had to actively prevent myself from snickering, but it 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 gave me unbelievable confidence because uh, first of all, they just, they just sounded like total maniacs. Like they had no plan for what their case was going to be or how they were going to present it or whatever. But I also heard them say, we've only been sued five times this year. That's, that's pretty good. (gasps) Yeah. And I thought, "Hmm, I've, I've been in business myself for decades and I've been sued zero times. I wonder if the difficulty of suing and collecting like, uh, make it, you know, kind of incentivize or don't disincentivize fraudsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because so with my case, depending on how you want to slice the, the judgment, it's like somewhere between 3,400 and $5,000 was at stake. Right. So on the low end, it's like $3,400, you know, take into account all the time and grief that I have into it. Um, Plus, like, the sunk cost that I am not going to get back in any way whatsoever. And it's like, I'm out maybe $600 or more in hard costs that are unrecoverable. So, my point being that, like, I did it because it was the right thing to do and I didn't want to let them get away with it. But you can absolutely make the argument that it's not worth it financially to do it. I don't know how you would walk away from something like this, but the argument can really be made that, like, that is the smart thing to do. Like financially, this doesn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. small claims court is easy and it's simple relative to regular court, but it's still a huge pain in the ass. So yeah, I, I can see a lot of people that have a great case and it's like, it should be, you know, judged in their favor, but there's no way you would take it on. It's just too much grief. And it's like, I work for myself. I don't have kids. I have flexibility. I know how to work a computer you know it's like i've worked at companies that do legal services so it's like i have a leg up and it was a complete pain in the ass like if you had a family and stuff to take care of and a nine-to-five job where you couldn't get on the phone it's like there's no way you could access this kind of justice had you asked them for your money back 
yes, you have to. So that's, that's the first thing you have to do is to send them a demand letter. Mm. So um, you have to send them a registered letter saying, blah, 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 this is, the, this is what's going on with the case. And I hereby officially request for you to give me my money back. And if you don't do that, I don't think, I think you cannot sue someone. Like you have to do all of this, like due diligence ahead of time. Like you have to do everything perfect and give them like 10 bites at the apple to make it straight. It's such a pain. <laughs> well, congrats. That's it also sounds- a legal term. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank Again, you. it does sound like a humongous pain in the ass, but it does. But I'm happy that you won. If uh, I get and- my judgment, I'm buying everybody mini bikes. <laughs> what I took away from this, what I took away from this really is the wear a suit thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. If I ever have yeah. to go to court, I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, um, dress nice. I mean, it's, it's an excuse that, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to the fucking prom. I'm leaving the house. Woo, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I want to tell you guys about a podcast that um, some people that I really like uh, do, and I think you're going to love it. And it is called The Sloppy Boys, and it's from our pals Jeff Dutton, Tim Kalpakis, and Mike Hanford, who are also in a kick-ass rock band called The Sloppy Boys. Um, and their show is about cocktails. Each week, they drink and discuss a cocktail recognized by the International Bartenders Association. They also have a great Patreon where... Uh, patrons, as they call them, get access to the Sloppy Boys <laughs> Blowout, a weekly bonus episode where the guys will talk about music, movies, TV shows, or honestly anything they damn well please. And you don't have to be a drinker to enjoy it. They're just having fun and you'll have a blast listening. So check it out for a funny, boozy, wild time. The Sloppy Boys podcast is on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, so they, they've all been on my show. Tim Kalpakis, who is a frequent guest on the Thursday show, uh, is just they're all h- hilarious. He his Twitter account, his alter ego is Linda Underwear, and I cannot get enough of Linda. <laughs> the best, the best. Um, and because so on the most recent epi- uh, Patreon bonus episode that Daniel and I did, I was sharing that I am looking for a name for our Patreon bonus episodes. Patreon. Uh, Jeff had suggested <laughs> boner sewed a long time yeah. ago. I do like that. Wow. But yeah. I'm looking for something that's like, because, okay, so more best, something that's like, you know, like sloppy boys have the, the sloppy boys uh, blowout, blowout. Or the blowout. The boys, what do they call it? Sloppy mm, boys blowout? blowout? I just said it. Yeah, the blowout. Yeah. And uh, doughboys have the doughboys double. I need like my version of that. The and BFF. I don't know what it's, it's the forever version. Uh, spilling, the best friend. Spilling yeah. the tea. Spilling um, the tea. Yeah. I was thinking like the, something like a spinoff of friendship. More best friends, though, is kind of what the Thursday show internally is referred to as. But then Daniel and I were like, what if I veered totally against the like sweet, cute image? Because I feel like maybe people like stuff that's tough. And then, Daniel, <laughs> you want to share what we finally arrived at? No, you, I think it's better if you say it. Okay. It's eat a dick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. That's, Daniel helped That's you right. come up with that one. <laughs> yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> we, were, we were joking. I mean, we're not really going to call it that. We were joking around about that. And we just thought it was so funny. And so when the episode aired over the weekend, I was like, here it comes. Everyone's going to just be so delighted by this. I have not received one positive comment about no that cares. being a potential <laughs> name. I can't imagine. <laughs> really? Not one person <laughs> thinks it's funny. Eat a big old Almost bag of like dicks. Eat a big old bag of dicks. Eat a big old bag of dicks. Eat a bag of dicks. 
Like, <laughs> suck it, bitch. <laughs> it, it's almost like people don't want to be told that. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I mean, we had just a string of similarly feisty names and and no one liked any of them so maybe we won't go in that direction <laughs> people have spoken the people have not spoken, not spoken. which you, maybe you is like, them speaking you could like split the difference so like allison rosen is your new best friend versus that horrible monstrosity <laughs> that you just did It'd just be like allison rosen is a big pain in your ass Ooh. <laughs> like that's kind of like a middle thing. What are you trying to say, Jeff? It's a little too too <laughs> real. That's split the difference between like the nice and yeah. you know it's like that's the the gas tank on half. Allison Rosen annoys Daniel, and now you too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, listen, let's do an iTunes comment of the week, which Daniel has. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Is this one review? Yes. It's on two pages. <laughs> What's this crossed out bit? The cr- Dan Joel. The this crossed is what you get for out skipping rehearsal. The crossed out bit is uh, <laughs> with this crossed out bit that says her husband Daniel is so handsome and well why because that's on out? page one. <clears throat> well, that is not what it says. But the crossed out bit is the repeat <laughs> on page two. My print it, my printing game was sloppy. Oh, oh I see. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> neat. Let's do the show. Professional <laughs> operation here. All right, here we go. This is. The best podcast by Hope Helper. This is my favorite podcast. Super great and funny segments. Great music for segments. I have been an active listener for about five years. I love Allison and love each of the Thursday show members. She's cultivated quite a hilarious crew of amazing regulars who constantly make me laugh. Her husband, Daniel, is a hoot. I love that even when it's people who have never met before. I'm sorry. I've got to take these off. I can barely read. (laughs) I'm not reading slow for effect. I'm reading something. I love that. Maybe I shouldn't have given this to the guy who went to the eye doctor today. That was a mistake. Hey. I dilated. Hey. Yes, honey. Easy. All right. (laughs) Her husband, Daniel, is a hoot. Love that part. I love that even when it's people who have never met before, everyone seems so at ease and laughing. I think Allison is one of the best interviewers ever. In my opinion, her questions are probing yet thoughtful, so they don't seem rude. You can tell she says what's on her mind, but still manages to frame it in a way that makes it sound not robotic or gossipy. Listening is like palling around with my friends. I super appreciated her keeping it so real during lockdown. I think as a listener, the authenticity helped me not feel alone. I do hope she will continue to do occasional Zoom shows with former Thursday show members, JKJ and the hashtag Al and Chef Jeff. Keep the great stuff coming, Allison. Thank you. 
That was very woman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was very nice. Um, Listen. Sometimes I will also read a negative one, but I don't have a negative one to read, but I could make one up. This show, they just talk about farts and things that smell gross. I used to like it, but now it's boring. All she does is talk about boring stuff, not the interesting stuff that I used to like. And also, I liked it better when these people were on, and I don't like this person, um, And but I do like these people. Um, and she's narcissistic, and um, I don't know how her husband puts up with her. You have to edit that out. That sounds like that sounds like the rant I I did recently about when people comment about our podcast and out they'll say I will say this is Jenna's show it's Jenna's show and then I get oh. all the hate mail that's like why don't you let Al shine and I'm like Al stop saying it's my show because people think I'm abusing you and not well, letting it be your Al's show, show. <laughs> oh thanks wait do they really get up your buns about that Jenna. Yes, I get like emails like you don't even you don't even appreciate Al. He's so funny and he's so great. And I'm like, I why do you think I have him on the show? Of course I appreciate him. Al, that's like some 3D chess passive aggressive like judo <laughs> jujitsu like you're preemptively getting people to Yeah. Yeah, get your back even before you've done anything. Yeah, I know. know. All he has to say is, "Oh, Jenna, it's your show." No, please tell us, and then stay silent. Then beautiful. You don't even appreciate how good you have it. I'm like, I get it. He's great. (laughs) Yeah, he only married (laughs) her. (laughs) Get out of Al's spotlight, Jenna. I know. I'm just. I'm like. And I'm like, I could be done any time. I really. Anyway, <laughs> it works. He's the Ashley Simpson living I, in the shadow. <laughs> you, no, my dream. Jenna has made more of my dreams come true than any other. Oh, here we go. Person or thing in my life. Wow. Okay. No one. No one offered to take me to America's Finest Videos to meet Tom Bergeron, but you made it happen. Well, actually, you. I feel like it was like Allison, and it was a combined effort it for was all a, of us. Yeah. 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 But I wouldn't someday I'm gonna find someone who smears my lipstick doesn't make my <laughs> mascara run. You That's know right. who you are. Wait, That's how right. did I how did I play into that? I do have a vague memory, but I'm forgetting. This was like seven years ago. They were replacing Tom Bergeron, and we got JKJ for AFV yes. to like trend a little bit. And then AFV was like, send us an audition. And we put together this great audition. You're in it. I remember. And they invited us to the show. Yeah. Then I knew I wasn't going to get the gig because I was definitely not who they were looking for. But, uh, but it Larry, was still Larry, awesome. Larry King had to read that teleprompter and he's like, when uh, <laughs> I always love Gina, Gina Kim Jones. <laughs> She's a great host. She would be okay. Like, oh, it's the best. And he's like, there, the I best. said it. Now can we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, hilarious. it was really good. It was yeah. great. Out. Have other people made some of your dreams come true? Because I don't think I've made any no. of Daniel's dreams come true. <laughs> no, no well, one has. Uh, done I made you a dad, Daniel, but that's about it. You, you make any of my good dreams come true? <laughs> no, come on, come on, that's mean. Yes, we have a beautiful family. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. You wanted to go to you too. I didn't do anything. I didn't help you. I, I, I forget what happened, but somehow I got in the way of you going to see you too. <laughs> I have bigger dreams than going to a U2 concert, honey. But I mean, I haven't even come close they to any of them. They haven't come true either. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> well, it's true. did you, you never dreamed of going skiing, but we did go skiing. Boom. Yeah, well, my new way of living is I have the dream after we do something. And then you make the dream come true. In hindsight. Yeah, you're realizing all these dreams you didn't even know you had. It's yeah, great. it's like I totally See, dreamt Daniel? about you sitting in the sitting in the chair while I clean the dishes. You made that dream come true. We share that dream. You made it come true. Would that, you prefer that. Would you prefer if I do some? I don't have to sit in the chair while you do dishes. <laughs> I could like stand and talk to you. Yeah, there you go. I could dry uh, dry the dishes. I mean, there is something about you being in the in the most relaxed position a human can attain. <laughs> like your head cocked to the side, so you don't even have to lift your arm to check Twitter. Like there's, it's just like. <laughs> Like that, there's something about that. I don't oh, know. I just I heard it. I heard the negative iTunes comment. It came out of Daniel's mouth. Um, <laughs> I'll try to sit a little more erect next time you. Yeah, do Yeah, maybe that's it. That's it. Just lift the phone, <laughs> Daniel. Don't I can't help it that you, the dishes the dishes happen at like midnight when I'm not quite awake. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so I found something out earlier that I can't believe I didn't know prior to earlier. Uh Jenna's sister recorded a song called Daniel. And I we don't have the song. If we had it, we would be hearing oh, we're gonna it. Right get now. it. We're we'll gonna get it. it. We'll yeah, it. yeah. They're gonna what? find it. But could you tell us, Jenna, about the song, please? Well, it's a the song is, I believe, the whole song is uh, truly a metaphor or a or some kind of, uh, it, you know, has a bigger picture element story. But I really think it's about my, one of my sister's ex boyfriends because she dated this guy Daniel for several years, and then she did the solo album. What? and All of a sudden, there's a song called Daniel on it. Hmm. You I never mean, told me that you your sister dated a daniel i know listen here's the weird thing it was it like it never came up in my brain until just this evening we got on and allison said daniel's on a phone call and then i was like daniel and then all of a sudden the song just like blew into my brain and i haven't heard the song in like 20 years anyway we got to find it i got to hear the song it's she wrote it in Crazy. the 90s she's a pretty darn good little singer so do you remember like how it goes or some of the lyrics I'm just a cat. I only I'm just remember that crazy cat. I'm just a cat. Good song. I only remember the part where she says Daniel a whole bunch. Daniel, my Daniel, my Daniel, like that. I like it. <laughs> I can't. This is a this is a new fruit song. Yeah, um, it's gonna be good. What question though? You're saying that it's sort of like a metaphor for something. So is she it's a metaphor claiming, for Daniel? Is she claiming it's not about Daniel? 
Well, I'd have to, honestly, I need to talk to her about it because I haven't, we haven't talked about the song in forever. I'm assuming in my, like, I was probably 10, 11 yeah, when yeah. she's singing this song. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a song about Daniel. But I think she sort of like alludes to other Daniels, like maybe in the Bible, maybe oh, uh, I forgot like Daniel name. in the lion's den, and oh. then also maybe some other Daniels. Like Dan Quayle. It's kind of like a <laughs> song about Daniel. Potato. Yeah. Daniel. The, the <laughs> Daniel has traditionally throughout you know, art history and songwriting has been used as a symbol for uh, heroin use. Oh, for real? When people are, yes, when people sing about Daniel. Oh my goodness. So I don't know, maybe. I am 99% sure my sister would not have known that. (laughs) Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she would. I think he made made this up. Are you making this up? He's just making it up. Oh, see, I believe everything. I believe everything, Daniel. My Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, what is the Daniel in the Bible story? Uh, Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den. den. He gets put in the What's lion's the den, Daniel but doesn't in the die. Bible story. <laughs> what? what? I don't think everyone knows. It's one of the big. It's, it's a one big of the one. Big stories. Well, yeah. I don't. I am unfamiliar with. Okay, hang on, Tony. <laughs> do you know what the Daniel in the lion's den story is? No, that's what. Yeah, I just chimed. Yeah, I don't. Come on, you guys. I this isn't like Samson's no wife stories. <laughs> Jeff, do you know? I know of it, but I forget the spe- No, actually, I do know it. Of course you know that's it. The, that's the same book with the guy. What's his name? God, right? And I know some of the stories. I am just forgetting the details of Daniel and the Lion's Den. So could someone please enlighten me? Al, enlighten us. Uh, you Here's know the it thing. better than I would. It's Daniel. He gets thrown into a lion's den. I don't know why. And what is, what, he's he, saved. Nothing he happens to, to him. Pray. Is that uh, what it so is? They kind of outlaw well, saying, it, you can't pray to the God of Israel anymore. Yeah, they say they no more. They were sacrificing. They were throwing the Jews to the lions, weren't they? Uh, something that the uh, Romans like to do. No, it's just they just say, like, no. You, for 30 days, no prayer should be addressed to any God. And uh, he says, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to pray. And they kind of turn him in and catch him. And they say, well, we're going to throw him to the, to the lion's den. Yeah, so throw him in there with all these hungry lions, and he doesn't get eaten. Nothing happens to him; he survives. So it's about faith. Yeah, and so therefore, and, don't yeah. wear a mask, <laughs> fucking sheep. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry to make door, it real. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm on, sorry. It has to get this <laughs> this hot and this real up in this. On next door, someone. But posted. I'm wearing the glasses. I know. I don't know if I like Excuse this me. new personality. Excuse me. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> the plug in Daniel's eye is plugging up all his rage. You need to uh, pop those <laughs> well, I, out. I'm, I'm hot over here. Sorry. Go ahead, Allison. On next... Uh-oh. Did your duct just pop? <laughs> on next door, someone posted that uh, she believes in natural cures and the, she learned this from her grandma or she is a grandma or something, but like you take <laughs> a teaspoon of garlic and you swallow it and then drink some water and eat a soda cracker and that'll keep you healthy. Yeah. And all of these people, I mean, it's like a hot post on Nextdoor. So many people are like 
just right on. I love this. I love natural cures. Food is our medicine. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, just all these like pro natural medicine, specifically garlic, anti medicine. Me- like, I hope, I hope Big Pharma sees what's going on in this thread. Like, I don't think Big Pharma lives in this part of Burbank, but I really wanted to, I really wanted to write like, oh, wow. Do you think it, it, um, works better than the vac the covid vaccine but i didn't because i was like you're just fucking with people that's not something i think that i that's, like i don't think of myself as someone who does that a and b i'm probably just going to get sucked into a conversation that's going to annoy me anyway like this is a total be a total waste of time but it was really hard for me not to write something i'm no longer going to be lean cuisine's bitch you know what fuck it i should be able to say whatever i want and if i hurt someone's feelings <laughs> fuck them i'm sorry but different than do you know what's in that <laughs> Kayla, have you? I have heard about the garlic thing. Never done it, but the people I know who have done it, there you. It's a you got to sacrifice because you'll smell. Everybody around you is not eating whole cloves of garlic. You're gonna be the friend who's got a little bit of an odor, <laughs> a lot of an odor. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, funny. I there mean, was, it's like a lot. It was just a hot thread, and no one even mentioned the odor or anything like that. Just some oh. people were like, you got to crush it up because that releases the something or others yeah, and I've then take it and then drink water and then, but definitely eat one soda cracker afterwards. That really, yeah, that that's new. That must, maybe they've, you know, unearthed some new uh, science on the soda cracker thing. I haven't heard that. I don't know Not what to teach you about riboflavin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the soda cracker <laughs> apparently does, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people who are fully into this. Um, it helps take away the flavor of all that like garlic. This this is, relates to a Judy Bloom book I just recently read called Freckle Juice. Oh, it oh. definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Does, not, does no one remember this book? I just read it to the girls. It's a great book. I remember the title. Yeah. The kid, the kid wanted freckles, and this girl's like, well, I've got a recipe, and he pays her like 50 cents, and she just goes like, yeah, it's a mustard and ketchup. Got to blend that up, throw some onions in there, and he drinks it and gets all sick and doesn't get any more freckles. And then she like uh, sells a recipe for like no freckle juice or anti freckle juice. Wait, but does it work? No, no she no. just is pranking no, him for this, money. For money, and she gets Damn all it. his money, and uh, and he's like all mad about it. Yeah, and that's basically the whole book. And that's the only book. Yeah, and yeah. he's like quit, quit wishing you had freckles. Yeah. What was the Judy Bloom book? It was like Tales of a Fourth great, Grade Nothing. No, like the Great Pickle or something, or what was his name? Oh, I don't know. The Great Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've been reading all these like chapter books to our kids now because we cannot bear to read any more um, like little baby books. I can't. I can't find spot anymore. I just. I don't care. It's, I feel really bad for this yeah. next child coming because it's just. <laughs> I can't. I'm so over it. So we've been reading all these like classic kid chapter books, and it is so much fun. Nice. What they, other ones have you read? The chocolate, the chocolate touch. touch. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, so this kid just loves chocolate. Yeah. And like, then he wishes he eats like some special chocolate, and everything his mouth touches turns to chocolate. Ooh, cool. Oh, and it's all awesome. cool until he kisses his mom on the cheek. Oh no! Does she turn to chocolate? Is it rolled yeah. doll? Uh, no, that no, one's not. Yeah. We did sideways stories. Oh, uh, from Wayside School. Yeah. That one. That one can get scared. The the story in there about the. Um, Raincoats and the mouse. And the rat. 
Yeah, yeah, that one's scary, that right? They, yeah. they loved uh, the first chapter is like the mean teacher that turns the kids into apples. Yeah. They like, they, they thought just it was loved so it. funny. Yeah. I don't know. This yeah, one. no, it's been, uh, this is, it's a great new uh, phase we're in. Yeah. Because we're, re- we're reading Charlotte's Web right now. Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got some of the, we did a couple choose your own adventures. Those were really fun when I was a kid. I don't love them as an adult it. now. Interesting. How come? I don't think that the adventures are very great choices. I don't think they're as well written as yeah, uh, then, like, I want them to be. There's one part where like we were doing one like the underwater adventure and the guy dies and like turn back to page four and I'm like, no, <laughs> to start over. Yeah. Choose your own adventures were so cool. My memory of them is that they were so Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, but I think if you read one now, you'd be very disappointed. I feel like books have just gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the whole thing was just the gimmick more than the story. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the problem. You like turn the page and you think you're going to take your kids on this great journey. And then it's like half a page and they've ended the book. You're like, Mm -hmm. what? We made all these choices and then you just end it in three sentences. I don't think so. Um, so it is almost time to end the show, but I do think we should do just mirror everyone. And I also want to say welcome to the new patrons. Let's do that first. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. We to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Hello and welcome Terry Wayne Clute. Conrad Bowman, Hasbo Mendoza, Jen Johnson, Dan Stark, and Stacy Ann Anderson. And Stacy Ann Anderson signed up for an annual subscription reminder. If you like a deal, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. I also want to remind you guys I'm an Amazon influencer. I keep it on the down low, but Ooh. that's right. Um, I've put together a number of, uh, of of sections of my Amazon store. You can shop my podcast gear, home goods, candles, makeup, kid stuff, Daniel stuff, etc. Uh, Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Okay, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought of. Just me or everyone. All right. Um, okay. Melissa is a socialist, says, just me or everyone. When someone tells you about their dreams, my only thoughts are, one, I don't care, and two, thank God I never remember my dreams. Dreaming sounds terrifying. No, I don't have that, but I do think for I'm someone who talks about my dreams a fair amount and like in general no one else really cares. I do acknowledge <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, I make Al listen to oh all my goodness. dreams and then I pull up websites and oh. we interpret them. It's the <laughs> he worst. He loves it. It's the worst. It's like, <laughs> what does the snake mean? And it's like, well, it could mean that you're super scared about something coming in the future. Or it could be something from your past. Like, okay, so that's oh. everything. That's everything. Rule so out but the present. I have some friends, and um, 
They, I love bringing up my dreams to them because well, they always want to interpret them. And what? you had one, like she had one dream. This was a pregnancy dream. Yeah. Where like we got to a hotel room. Oh, this and one was amazing. there were like a bunch of ostriches inside the hotel room. And I just said like, see you later, Jenna. And I left. <laughs> I, I got to do some things. I got a thing I got to go to. And she's like literally fighting ostriches in a hotel room. Yeah, by and myself. So and then we were in, it was a two room hotel room and I fought off the ostriches and I got them in the other room and I slammed the door shut. And then I was like, where the heck did Al go? I just, <laughs> I just had to fight a whole f- a circus of ostriches. So instead of just like, what's the significance of my teeth falling out? It's like, you're searching what is hand to hand combat <laughs> of an ostrich mean? Honestly. And there's stuff about there's it. There's stuff about it. So it's sense. a thing that clearly has happened to other people. What I'm, does it mean? I, I, well, I'm I don't looking at the dream now, interpretation but... site right here. It says ostriches is usually heroin use. Heroin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so it's Daniel, my Daniel. I don't know what you're what's going on over there. So what do what do ostriches mean? Oh, it was just all. Garbage. Do you remember? No, I, I don't. I think it was garbage. like I'm scared for upcoming changes. You're gonna have to do something on your own or something. Yeah, it was like. Like, oh, oh hiding know. and running away from the truth. It's one of the rarer dreams. Shocker. It's like, Ooh, okay. It's like a collectible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horoscopes hear these descriptions and say, that's a little vague. <laughs> so anyway, are you guys bored yet? No, I actually <laughs> like, yeah, love right? hearing about Jenna's dreams. Have you had more dreams um, where Al cheats on you? Oh, tons more. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been horrible. He's been awful to me. Uh, There's been dreams. There was one recently where he was just not talking to me, like just hanging around me, but wouldn't say a word. I was mad about that one. For a couple days. You're you're going to get negative iTunes reviews about what a jerk you are to Al in, in your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Okay. A dream about catching ostriches. You can have. There's so many interpretations. <laughs> running away ostriches. from, running beside, catching one, fighting, hunting one. Room. That's the oh, attacking you. This means uh, you need to be careful when communicating with people. Uh, maybe we had been in a other dream fight, oh. and then the ostrich <laughs> yeah. thing happened. I don't yeah, know. There's so like many interpretations. I'm like, okay. Wow. Ostriches are a thing people dream about. I've never had an ostrich in my dream, I don't think. No. Hmm. Well, write in. Tell us, everyone. Tell us about your ostrich dreams, because yeah. I would love to hear. <laughs> my dreams are shockingly obtuse. Like, there's no subtext <laughs> to mine. Like, mine have the subtlety of, like, a first-year film student's black and white film. Like, <laughs> like if I'm afraid that I'm going to crash my car, I'll have a dream that I'm crashing my car. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no layers to it. There's no... There's no layers to that onion. It just, it is what it is. It's so Engine smoking everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I have had some <laughs> dreams where it's like, I wake up and I'm getting ready for, like totally, like there's nothing surreal about the dream at all. Yeah. And then I'm like, what's happening? What happened to my subconscious? Did it just give up? Yeah. Um, Did- Jeff, you had a JMO. Did you not? I do. I actually came up with one finally. Just me or everyone. The idea that you can't eat two similar things in a con- in a concurrent time period, whether it's in the same day, lunch, dinner, or lunch from one day to lunch to the next day. So like someone saying, oh, I can't have Thai food for dinner. I had Thai food for lunch. Just me or everyone. 
not an issue. Yeah, this not is not, really not It's not an issue for people in Thailand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what they call Thai food in Thailand? Food. Yep. Food. Um. Well, I, you guys know I I variety is not the spice of my life. In fact, my uh, my liking to do the same thing repeatedly is kind of um, has ruined Daniel's life. But uh, yeah, I have no. If I had something for lunch, I have no problem having it the similar thing for dinner or two days in a row or whatever. There's your podcast. I think that's a thing. Though. This bonus episode, yes, the anti variety show. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to write that down. There you go. But I know people that like you're trying to get six people to agree on somewhere to eat for dinner and like. That's the hill they'll die on. Like trying to get six people to agree to dinner is tough enough, yeah. and then they'll shoot it down by saying, oh, "You know, I had Thai food yesterday." Yeah. That sounds is like it, a them is it that problem. Big an issue? Yeah. No, That's, I just think yeah. it's a made-up thing. Like, like your body knows that you had Thai food. Like, you had a Thai salad on Tuesday, and then you have Thai chicken and rice on. Wednesday, your body's not going to be like, well, these foods are from this, a similar geographical region. Therefore, sounds like they just don't want to eat yeah. that food. Yeah. And it's like an annoying way of saying it. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Own, take, take some responsibility and accountability for your preferences. Because really, you're right, Jenna. They're just being like, that doesn't sound good to me. But they're right. trying to like offer up some kind of legal excuse or something. Right. Which yeah. is like, or just say, yuck, no thanks. <laughs> yuck, no thanks. <laughs> Let's try that out. Jenna, in- invite me to something and we'll see how it works. Hey, do you want to go grab some, uh, some uh, hamburgers? hamburgers at Wendy's? Oh, yuck. No thanks. <laughs> what, how would that, do you feel like you'd bounce back from that? Yeah. Okay, fine. How about this? A little Taco Bell. Yuck. No thanks. <laughs> fine. Cheesecake Factory. Yes, they have everything. Ah, yeah, <laughs> found it. Um, okay. Wit Yao says traveling is my not so secret excuse to eat a bunch of food I don't normally have access to. Now I'm wondering if he's talking about like junk food or local cuisine. Right. Yeah. I feel like it might be junk food. Like I, I eat stuff I normally try to resist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's angling for like low rent garbage food because if it, if it was local cuisine, that's sort of a fun thing about travel. And that's right. a thing to be excited about. This is like I'm on a road trip. I guess I have to eat a bag of Hostess donuts. Yeah. Yes, you know. I guess I will have funyuns mm-hmm. for breakfast. Right, right, which I can relate to. So. Yeah. Um, where are you guys with, I feel like this is probably, this has come up before, but I'm remembering a road trip that I went on with my friend Johanna and we bought a bag of licorice all sorts at the gas station and I was like mindlessly eating them. And I remember she's like, you ate all of them. And I felt so (laughs) fat and ashamed but it's true. I had really gone to town on the licorice all sorts. How do you guys feel about licorice all sorts? Do you know what they are? Did you have remember. diarrhea later? No. <laughs> no? My, body, my body handled it well. Wow. I was made for licorice all sorts. No kidding. Oh, I've yeah. never seen these before. Yeah, I don't know what they are. Oh, it's yeah, like 
gra- it's like a licorice variety of grandma candy. It, so, yes. yes. Think of like the most old fashioned candy you can think of. Made of licorice, sugar, coconut, aniseed, jelly, it's, fruit flavoring, It's black and licorice and a whole bunch of other. It's pink. It's blue. It's got. Yeah. It'll be like. Yeah. It'll be like a cube. And it's got three different layers, and it's like a pink layer, a black licorice layer, a yellow layer. So that's one. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be one that's like a round blue, like a blue round candy with a licorice candies? center. No, they're not hard. They're squishy. Chewy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I personally don't like them, but I know if you eat too many of them, oftentimes you can really I didn't have, know that. Have a bathroom black, situation. Black licorice is a natural laxative. I yeah. Think. Yuck, no yeah. thanks. Yeah. Yuck, no thanks. When I was in the Boy Scouts, the when I was in the Boy Scouts, the moms were always trying to give their kids black licorice because you couldn't hold it for the whole week. Can't you yeah. from eating too much black licorice? Man, I really dodged a bullet. Yes, I think yeah. you can. Um, no. Daniel, maybe we should give Owen black licorice. Seriously. Although Prince. I think it's a, probably Prince. too intense Prince. for a baby. Yeah. Also, we could just give him like other stuff that he actually will en- enjoy ingesting as opposed to black licorice. <laughs> More black licorice, all sorts for me. Um, You guys, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. Jenna, I'm so excited for this baby to arrive. How Yay. are you feeling? <sighs> I am done. Let's have a baby. <laughs> Please. I can't wait. I'm at the point of like, I don't even care how painful it is. Let's do it. Are you going to have an epidural I- though? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 As long question. as there's time. My fear is what if because this is my third and things are happening already that I do go into labor or if my water breaks at home, uh-huh. we have an hour drive to the hospital. Oh, wow. wow. And every time they broke my water in the hospital before, I had the baby in less than two hours. So my fear is that my water breaks at home by the time we get to the hospital, it's too late. I've done the baby thing naturally. There's no epidural. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would stress scary. me out. I'm, I'm is, a little nervous, is, but excited. Is the Alan Jenna podcast sponsored by WeatherTech Car Max? <laughs> it's about it to be. It will be. It's about to be. <laughs> I know. And I haven't even packed a bag or anything. I've got a bunch of drop cloths ready. Just do gonna, you? Yeah, yeah. It'll be a noisy ride for multiple I've got a bunch of tarps from Harbor Freight in the trunk of the car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is there a doctor closer to you? like, Or do you have to drive that far when, when you have your checkups? Um, there's a place I go. It's yeah. like half an hour away, but the hospital hospital it's is where an they hour. prefer to deliver. Yeah. Right. Um, but we can, I mean, if they, they say like, listen, if you're going to like, if it's happening, there's one 15 minutes down the road, okay. go to that one. Yeah. But that's not the one oh. they want us to go yeah, to. Yeah. There's one they prefer. So the one we're supposed to go to is an hour away. We're going to get, we're going to go for it. Oh, we'll if be it's fine. in the middle of the night, no big deal. We'll be fine. It's um, just, if it's like seven 30 in the morning, <laughs> A little more I, got, I got a horn I can honk and I'll yeah. go on the side. Yeah, did you get this Starsky and Hutch magnetic light that you just reach out the window and plop on the roof of your car? <laughs> yeah. exactly. My brother's in law enforcement. I'll see if I can get some, oh, sure. some spare yeah. lights. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Figure out what's allowed. Uh, okay, we really are out of time, but just real fast, I just have to know how's the new house? Oh, a journey. We finally feel like it is our home, I think. 
We're I ready for I, guests. Come on out. We'll yeah. Oh my gosh. Come. Yeah. Yes. So we, every day is a new thing, a new learning thing. We've got some kind of invasive trees that are just popping up into our yard constantly. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we've got, we got a canoe. We could take, the we have on a the canoe. canoe. Come on out. Wow. Yeah. Let's do this. Cause we're right on the lake, which is actually really fun. Um, the house is good. We have a ton of work to do, but it's good. I yeah, saw you got like rid it. of the red in the kitchen. <gasps> yeah. We had to. Yeah. I was that felt like a like a purge, like a cleanse. Like <laughs> I couldn't live with the red anymore. It was this just This wall used to be bright red too. Yeah, this That's wall behind red. us. This got repainted too. Yeah. So Ooh. we've we've done things like that to, that I go like, now it feels like it's our house. Yeah. And we're not living in some other stranger's weird decisions, you know? (laughs) Um, And how do you change that? (laughs) Repeat. I'm not a stranger. Well. (laughs) Listen, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed or following or whatever they call it in the app that you listen. And please leave us a nice comment on iTunes. Five stars, please. Uh, Listen to Childish. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. I'm on Cameo as well. Jenna and Al, where do we find you? What should we look out for? Oh, my goodness. Check out our podcast called Couple Friends, where you can hear so much more from Al, which is what everybody (laughs) wants. Um, It is now, we used to be a daily short podcast, and we are back to once a week for an hour. So join us every Tuesday for a fun, happy, exciting episode of the show, go to couplefriendspodcast.com to learn more about that. And then follow my social media at Jenna Kim Jones. Nice. Uh, Al? Yeah, Al, what about well, you? If you enjoy someone who tweets quarterly or biannually <laughs> at the hashtag at. <laughs> Jeff? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook about the Graham. And also, I just edited an episode of Bubble oh, yeah. for the lovely Jordan Morris, uh, a live episode that they recorded at SF Sketchfest with a bunch of surprise, fancy comedian people. And uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I did a lot of sound design on it. I really went ape on it. So uh, download that episode. It'll be available by the time you hear this. And uh, listen with headphones. It was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> uh, and Daniel? You can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Quats. And Tony? <laughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, mm-hmm. Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. 